Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. Today we are talking our Oscars 2021 predictions. Joining me today is Shabazz. Bonjourno, Oscar amigos. Oh, best foreign film, Shabazz, I should say. And Anthony. Hello, everyone. Anthony, you just sound like you are just... You just lost the Oscars. Ready to get this award season over. He you just know, lost. You just lost Best Picture. <laughs> I just I just got moonlighted. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. As always, you already know, the movie podcast has brand new episodes every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to write in, be part of the show, you want to follow us on social media, head over to at the movie podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Right now, we are going to be running uh, running a giveaway for a $100 iTunes card. Why? Because we just hit our 100th episode of the movie podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram because we will be um, putting that giveaway uh, live very, very soon. So you can learn how to join in and get in the running to win a $100 iTunes card for the Canadian iTunes store. Uh, but today is all about Oscar predictions. Um, how it's going to work, this is the same way we've done the last couple years. We have our list, our handy list of Oscar nominees. We'll be going through every category, talking about who we think is going to win, who we want to win, and then, of course, making our final uh, decisions. This year is very interesting because, you know, <laughs> this is the pandemic year of Oscar nominees. It's a very different um, group of movies that are nominated across all categories. but. We shall see what happens. This is the year that I feel like I'm least confident in my picks, but, you know, it's the Oscars. Anything could happen. Uh, Shay, how do you feel about this year's Oscars? I think you you pretty much summed it up there. I, I don't feel as confident in my decisions this time around. I, I don't know which way the Oscars are going to go this time around as well. So I'm curious. I'm very curious as to what's going to actually happen. We also kind of don't know what the Oscars are going to look like this year. How is it going to be done? Is it going to be pre-recorded? Is it going to have some sort of a stage and live element to it in terms of are there going to be people there in an audience? So uh, a lot of questions are up in the air. And I think that's why this is the most scared I've been trying to pick Oscar nominees to win. Uh, normally, I feel like I'm pretty much on the ball. Usually only a few are out of place, but but this year, yeah, definitely the most concerned. You did uh, you did win our pool last year um, yes. our, for our Oscar predictions. I think you got like, I think you only missed like th- three or four of oh, the picks was not too bad at all. Um, I know this year we spoke about it a bit on the on like our main show, uh, of course, which you catch every Monday, uh, that there is not going to be any pre-recorded or uh, Skype or Zoom uh, acceptance award it's like right. you're there or you're not there pretty much which is very uh which is very interesting to see you know the united states thinks this COVID is a thing of the past you know mm-hmm. uh anthony how about you how are you feeling about the oscars this year yeah it's compared to last year this is this is definitely the weaker of the two um you're right like the confidence in in terms of which movies are going to win and who what actors and even down to best visuals it's it's literally you know russian roulette with these categories and um i don't know man a lot of movies i don't even think should be there or there but again we didn't have a lot of movies coming out last year but uh, we'll true. see we'll see what happens um 
at let's see you know maybe there there will be some surprise and delights that uh that uh shake the 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 nominee list but it seems like a lot of them have already been kind of like foreshadowed in other awards that have happened for sure in the past couple of weeks but we'll see with the oscars happening on sunday we will be pushing the recording of our episode to monday so typically when you're listening to a brand new episode of the movie podcast every monday it drops in the morning we may have to push that to later in the evening or even tuesday morning just because we want to make sure we're covering all the oscar winners so make sure you're tuned in to the movie podcast feed subscribe wherever you listen on podcast services everywhere follow us on instagram and twitter so you can find out exactly when our coverage is happening with that being said it is now time to get into our predictions starting things off with best animated shorts the nominees are burrow genius losi if anything happens i love you opera and yes people Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off with this one. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen any of these, but I did some research on these movies, and one of them is a Pixar film, and that's Burrow. And, you know, Pixar is Pixar. They always win. So I'm going to choose Burrow and hope that it wins, just based on its name and background. I like the... uh I like your strategy with this one. You know, sometimes I have to like envision them on the stage. I'm like, okay, whom? Okay, who's who's Penelope Cruz going to announce as the winner right now? Uh, yes, <laughs> and the winner Cruz? goes to Burro. Yes. Bu- <laughs> El, El Burro, yeah, the El donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shabazz, how about yourself? Yeah, same here. Uh, I I put Burro on my list as well because again, it is Pixar. Um, I was uh, upset to not see. I, I'm forgetting the name of the one that was in front of. Um, Ryan the Last Dragon. Uh, would that, I think that would have missed a cutoff. Would it have missed a cutoff even though it was in November? Yeah, because Raya didn't come out till March. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait, November? <laughs> hold on. Like, hold on, Chavez. I thought. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I don't know why. I thought I watched Raya back in November. My mind. No, you watch it in April because you know why the Oscars are always January, February time, right? Yes, so my right. mind is you're sending us back in time, man. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. Yes, uh, so I give it to Burrow. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, because I, I can see them saying that. I can't see them saying, and the best animated short film is If Anything Happens, I Love You. You know, it's just too long. You yeah, know? you gotta have a short. It is. You 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 got it. You got a picture. You know, that's the pageantry of it all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we are marking these down. We do have our movie podcast uh, official ballots that we are going to be checking at the end. This is out of a possible 23 uh, victories. So we will obviously tally this on our uh, recap episode. Uh, next category we're going to look at is the best live action shorts. The nominees are Feeling Thorough or Feeling Through? Feeling Through. The Letter Room. The Present. Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. Uh, For this one, I'll start things off uh, based on my research for this, and I've been seeing it spoken about a lot on social media. I'm going to go with The Letter Room on this one, and this is a short film actually starring Oscar Isaac. Shay, how about yourself? I also did put The Letter Room as well, um, mostly because it sounded like 
Oh, you're, the, the you're playing the game, right? I was playing the game who, of who, who, who's announcing this one. Who's announcing this one? Timothy Chalamet, of course. Oh, Timothy Chalamet is there. Hey guys, uh, it's short, me, right? Timothy Chalamet, and uh, I didn't win last year's t- live action short film because I wasn't in one. Uh, but this year, <laughs> it's the letter room. Yeah, I got you, Anthony. How about you? I chose uh, two distant strangers. Mm. I just like the title. That's the way, man. Great title. I know. I, Great title. We're we're right now in these earlier categories that we're not too well versed in. You know, we're we're these are where we're going to pick up points or we're going to lose points. I think. So we gotta we gotta play strategically. Um, okay. Uh, continuing on with the nominees, best sound. Uh, you know what is not here? Tenet. Not surprised. Uh, best sound. The nominees are Greyhound, Mank. News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Anthony, start us off with this one. This so, is where I think we're going to start to get different answers from all of us. So I put down Sound of Metal just because the sound design um, that was done with it was was crazy. I haven't seen this movie, to tell you the truth. I, again, I'm truthful here. I, I haven't seen this movie, but um, from what you guys have said and what I've heard in reviews the the sound design for this film is absolutely amazing and how they capture this this character and his loss of hearing and just building that into the the design of the movie it's fantastic so i'm gonna go with that i'm also going with it because it starts with sound how can you not give it to sound? excellent it's true shabazz how about you where's your head at right now I also put down Sound of Metal as well, um, mostly because I think this film's... I, I remember when you and I watched it, Daniel, we watched it at the uh, Elgin Theater, I believe, right? Yeah, um, all the way back in 2019. All the way back in 2019. And man, the, the one thing that we kept talking about was how good the sound was. The sound editing was phenomenal. And I think at that time we even said, if this doesn't, doesn't get nominated for sound, it'd be a huge crime. So I, I would love for it to win. You know, I, you know, Shay, I'm right there with you. I think, you know, looking at the other nominees on this list, uh, Greyhound being more of an action, loud, traditional uh, nominee that we'd see in this category. Mank is another one that I was thinking because it has such a traditional, like, old Hollywood sound to it. You know, like, they really, the sound design of it almost sounded like things were further away. And they, that's because David Fincher wanted to really capture that classic Hollywood feel. So it was a really a toss up. And then I'm looking at like news of the world. I, I'm, I'm not having thought about too much since, but soul is another great one I could think of because of just the sound of the city and the music and everything. But um, I think for my choice, and I think the rightful winner here, the sound of metal. Alrighty. Continuing on best visual effects. The nominees are. Love and Monsters, which we just reviewed. You could catch a review now on the movie podcast feed. The Midnight Sky. This is the Netflix George Clooney film. Mulan. The one and only Ivan, which is that Disney Plus original film. And Tenet. Shay, start us off. Um, I, I, I made my predictions before we watched Love and Monsters. Um, so now I'm kind of tossed up. I, I really want to give it to Love and Monsters, but I originally put down Tenet. Um, and I think that's because I think the visual effects 
they they have this level of practicality to them as well that I think only Nolan can kind of really get away with. And I feel the Oscars sometimes recognize that about him. So maybe uh, maybe Tenet, but I'm going to give my runner up to Love and Monsters. Anthony, how about yourself? I also chose Tenet. I thought Tenet's visual effects were fantastic. Um, I remember them. Um, you know, Love and Monsters is the other film that I watched recently that I that I thought the visual effects were really really well done. But Tenet has like a timelessness to it when it comes to the visual effects. The whole the whole sequence of rewinding time to the freaking plane smashing into the hangar or wherever that building was. It just to me that's that stands out and I'll always remember it. And I'm like, that's, you know, that deserves an award. Definitely. You know, and I think Nolan is no stranger to this category too. Uh, we've seen a bunch of his films nominated in this category. We've seen interstellar win best visual effects. We've seen um, inception win best, best, uh, best visual effects. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and predict that tenant might just go ahead and win best visual effects this year as well, too. Excellent. You know, we're starting. I like that. You know, we're, we're getting into it now. We're, we're getting into the groove of this. Shay, I'm going to get you to kick us off with Best International Feature Film, if you want to read the nominees for us. Yes, let me. So we have another round. Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and Ku Vadi Aida. There's a question mark at the end of it. That's why I said it like that. That's why. That's why. I, now oh. I know why Daniel threw it to you. No, honestly, I'm not No, I, I honestly, I, I did that. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. I threw him one that had some difficult words, but he handled it like a champ. He's, a, he's a professional. I, I'm a linguistic, as, as they say. Ever, ever the professional. Um, where do you guys feel with this, Anthony? I'm going to get you to, uh, to start us off here. Um, I've all I've been hearing about is another round with Mads Mikkelsen and how his performance was fantastic and how the movie was super great and how it got kind of like snubbed a lot of the awards, especially for best actor, best picture. So I'm going to give it to another round, which is from Denmark for best international film, feature film. I'm right there with you. Another round is, is my pick. Love Mads started this movie, still have to finish it, but I was enjoying what we were, what I've watched so far. Um, but it is the one that I keep hearing the most about. Uh, Shabazz, how about yourself? Guys, we're on the same page here because I also put down another uh, round. Uh, I also did start it and maybe tonight I'll finish it. You know, I'll uh, I'll have another round. It is 420, but I will have another round of something else. and ah, finish this movie. Excellent. 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 Best makeup and hairstyling. Shay, um, Shay I'm going to get you to read this one for us, too, if you can. For sure. So we have Emma. Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Interesting list. Uh, you know, if, I, if I'm going to start us off this time, you know, I'm looking at this. I know the, the, the Academy loves your period pieces. I think Emma was a film that, you know, Emma came out. Well, oh, it feels like forever Last ago. year. Right. It came out last year. And I think During the theater period. Of, right. It got a lot of praise. Um, and I think it had, it just had that, you know, that classic Jane Austen, that feel to it. Right. Um, the other one that I'm, I'm debating between right now is I'm between Emma and between Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Hillbilly LG, I know Glenn Close makeup looks great, but, uh, Ma Rainey's or Emma, I feel like I'm going to lean towards Emma this time. Cause I could just see it. I just see it 
you know, in like on store shelves with the Blu-ray cases. Oh, winner, one Academy Award, best makeup and hairstyle. You know? Yeah, I see that too. Yeah, I also chose Emma as well. Just period pieces always tend to win either costume design or hair and makeup. Um, and yeah, it, it really stands out. Like I, I always remember the poster for Emma. It just yes. is very kind of memorable. So I'm I'm going with uh, Emma. I actually, I sorry, go, go ahead. ahead no, I was just gonna say I actually did pick Mank as my my nice. nominee, and the reason why is I think you know when you're making a black and white film, and you know you're making a black and white film, the the makeup and the hairstyling has to be so specific and so Definitely. genuine to make it pop on, on on black and white. So I think that and and Hollywood obviously loves old Hollywood, so I right. that's kind of why. But I can totally see Emma getting it too, and even Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, great great choices, honestly. I don't think, uh, other than Pinocchio, I don't think I've ever seen a frame of what Pinocchio looks like. Um, I think either either winner in this category, either nominee is a great choice. So, yeah, we shall see. Uh, best original score we have The Five Bloods by Terrence uh, Blanchard. We have Mank by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. We have Minari by Emil Mosseri. News of the World, James Newton Howard. And Soul. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste. Um, I think this is a clear winner across the board here. Uh, and it's news of the world, easily. Uh, no, uh, Soul. I think Soul has been the one that's been sweeping every single award season. I mean, you have Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, and you add John Batiste into there, and it's just magical. That score is just phenomenal. Anthony, how about yourself? Yeah, I also chose Soul. I think it had the best score. Uh, very memorable. It it just set the mood for the movie. It's crazy. It's surprising that <laughs> the score came from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Is just it doesn't seem like a score they would pull out pull out just because of their background and their history of making music. It just it sure. seems completely opposite. But um, yeah, it's it was really really well done. It's a it's interesting seeing them with this because. Uh, Obviously, they're double nominees in this category with Mank as well, and it's such a different score for Mank. They're such versatile composers. Shay, how about yourself? Yeah, same here. I gave it to, to Soul also because it makes sense. It's, it's, it's the score that I'm thinking about the most. All right. Excellent. 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 Let's head over to Best Original Song. So keeping in line with the music categories here, we have Best Original Song, Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice, The Trial of Chicago 7, Husovic, Eurovision Song Contest, I, oh, Scene, The Life Ahead, and Speak Now, One Night in Miami. Um, this is an interesting category, because again, I could see it going either way. Uh, Shay, you start us off with this one. Yeah, uh, for myself, I gave it to uh, Speak Now by uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Because, hey, I, th- I absolutely loved this song. Um, I listened to this song quite often. Uh, it was, I remember when the movie ended and we saw this movie at TIFF, I was like, I need this song right now because... We, we were trying to find it. Yeah. You know? and like, it, No, it's not out anywhere. It just didn't exist yet <laughs> in the world. Um, and I absolutely loved it. So um, the other songs are great too. And I and, and I, I hope they also get their due. But this is more of a, a pick that I really liked. And I think based on this film, I really hope One Night Mammy walks away with something at least. Awesome. Yeah, you know, that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm between that and Trial of Chicago 7. Because I think Hear My Voice was, was a really good song as well too. Um, 
I think I'm going to choose Hear My Voice from Trial of Chicago 7. Anthony, how about yourself? Yeah, so I chose Husavik Eurovision Song nice. Contest because Excellent. why not? Let's 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 see if it it comes out from the bottom. And let's you know, spicy. it's it's uh, sung by Rachel McAdams and um, uh, what's his name? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. And I like Will Ferrell, and that's why. I'm- have you seen uh Have you seen Eurovision yet? No, I have not. It's funny. I think I think you'd I think you enjoy it. If you like Step Brothers, you're gonna like Eurovision. <laughs> uh, best production design. We have The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the Worlds, and Tenet. Anthony, start us off with your predictions for this category. So for predict for pr- production design, I chose Mank just because of the old Hollywood look that they really did well with um, the set designs. Um, from scene to scene, it literally felt like they shot it back in time. Um, the closed off sets, the, the cabins, everything, the cars, everything was so well done. And it re- you know, David Fincher did a really, really good job of bringing me into that time period with those sets. Great, uh, great choice. I also chose Mank. Uh, I was between that and Tenet. I feel like, you know, I think Tenet was, um, a film that really came out last year and um, it was good. People liked it, but also it came out in the worst possible time. And I think that it's kind of been overlooked for a lot of categories this year, but um, production design, I could easily see it taking it, but Mank classic Hollywood Academy loves movies about movies. They love movies about Hollywood. I think this is a, this is a great choice. So I'm also choosing Mank. Myself, I put Tenet down, um, but I tossed Ooh. it back and forth between Mank and Tenet. And you know what? Probably like Dan, it's going to be like a game time decision for me where I'm going to be like, okay, really, where is it going? Um, you need to decide that now, my friend. Oh, you it's now? There are, no, there are no game time decisions here. Oh, man. It is hurt. now or never. The okay. listeners need to know who you're choosing, Shabazz. I'm, I'm going to go with Mank. I'm going to go with Mank. And I feel like oh, people are going to listen to this later on and they'll be like, you should have chose Tenet, you idiot. And I'm like, well, that's kind of Are you mean. playing for points or are you playing not to lose? I'm playing to destroy Anthony. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can't destroy that something that's then. already destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I've already crumbled from You can't kill me if I'm already dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty. Let's head over to best film editing. We have The Father, Yorgos Lamprinos. I apologize if I mispronounced that. Nomadland, Chloe Zhao. Promising Young Woman, Frederick Thorvel. Sound of Metal, Mikkel E.G. Nielsen. The Trial of the Chicago 7, Alan Baumgarten. Shabazz, start us off. Uh, this is another, another one that I kind of tossed around a bit as well, and I was going between Sound of Metal and Trial of Chicago 7. Um, I recently was just watching some clips from Trial of Chicago 7, and I really, really did like the editing. So I think I'm going to give it to Trial of Chicago 7 here. Excellent. That's a great choice. Honestly, it really does. Um, that's a movie I've been, especially, you know, with... With everything going on in the world, that's a movie that's kind of been top of mind, and I, I really want to revisit it before this weekend. Um, for myself, I actually chose The Father. You know, I think The Father is such a phenomenal film, and the way that movie is just put together with all these different um, t- 
time that this was happening and locations and that I think there's so much that you have to consider with that. And I hope it, I'm hoping that it does get its due. And I think this will be a great category for it to, uh, to get a, to get a W in. So I'm going to choose the father for me, Anthony, how about yourself? I also chose the father. Um, the editing for it was fantastic. It really put you in the mindset of someone who, who's, who's, you know, losing their mind. And it just, the way he, Yorgos told us and taught us through, through the visuals and through that editing, it was so well done and it's very memorable. I think it's one of the best edited films ever made. I agree. I agree. All right. So we're all locked in for best film editing. Let's go over to best documentary. Uh, so we have Colette, a concerto is a conversation. Do not split hunger ward and a love song for Latasha. Shay, start us off with this category. Just to confirm, you meant the documentary short subject, right? Yes, I did. I apologize for that. Okay, just to confirm. Yeah, uh, for this one, I have no idea. So I just kind of um, closed my eyes and went up and down and I picked Do Not Split. Okay. Anthony, how about yourself? I also don't know much about this category. So I chose a love song for Latasha. I like the name. I like the title. And for myself, I chose a concerto. It's a conversation. So this will be very interesting to see who is the vector on Sunday. Best documentary feature. Anthony, could you read them out for me if you don't mind? Yeah, we got Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Awesome. I'll start us off here. Again, I, this is not a category that I am too familiar with, but I'm going to go with the first one on the list, Collective. Shabazz, how about yourself? I went ahead and chose Time, because who doesn't love a, a documentary about time? I don't even know if this documentary is about time, but <laughs> it is time for me to pick that, and that's it. All right. Anthony, how about yourself? Yeah, I also chose Time. Um, time is actually about a wife who's trying to get her husband out of jail, who's been in jail for quite some time for a crime oh, that wow. he didn't commit or a crime that was kind of like in a like a petty crime that he was sentenced in a crazy amount of time to to for it. So it's a, it's actually a really beautiful story um, about her journey, and she actually documents this throughout her husband's stay in incarceration and it's over like 20 10 to 15 years and it's on amazon prime so it's it's amazon original so you can watch that on there so i chose it just because i remember the trailer and i watched a little bit of it i haven't finished completed i haven't completed yet but uh, it was really well done okay thank you for the insight on that one uh, continuing on, best costume design. We have Emma, Alexandra Byrne, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anne Roth, Mank, Trish Somerville, Mulan, Bina Goglier, and Pinocchio, Massimo Cantini Parini. Shay, <laughs> sounds like off. Panino. <laughs> For costume design, right? Yes, sir. Oh, man. I did not something for this interesting um you know i think i'm gonna go with mank 
on this oh. one. Uh, choice, Mank choice. or Emma, really, it's it's kind of tossed up between them as well. Very similar to makeup and hairstyling. But yeah, Mank. Mank, you're going to go, uh, you're locked in with Mank? I'm locked in with Mank. All right, Anthony, how about yourself? I chose uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I just thought the, okay. the costume design for that period really spoke to the character as well. So I think it, it's like sure. one of those unique films where the, the costume plays a huge, or the, the costume design plays a huge part in the character's Definitely. performance. Awesome. Now we are now entering the categories. I think we've seen all the films for that. We can speak very confidently to. So I'm really excited for us to talk about these next uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine categories, starting with best cinematography. We have Judas and the black Messiah, Sean Bobbitt, Mank, Eric Messerschmidt, News of the World, Darius Wolski, Nomadland, Joshua James Richard, and The Trial of Chicago 7, Feed on Papa Michael. I'm going to start us off in this category. Another, I think, big snub that's missing from here, Tenet. Tenet 100% should have been here. Hoyt Van Hoytma did a phenomenal job shooting that film, and it's definitely missed on this category. For this film, I think the, the film that I, I, I could see taking it would be Nomadland. And I think this is where we're going to start to see a lot of Nomadland taking a lot of the big awards. Uh, best Cinematography, I'm going to give it to Nomadland. Shabazz, how about yourself? Yeah, same here. Uh, Nomadland as well. That's the one that I've been seeing the most people talk about. And I mean, we've also seen it. It does have some beautiful cinematography, some very good use of natural light. Uh, and I think that kind of goes a long way. But Awesome. I would have loved to seen Judas and the Black Messiah because I think that cinematography is the one that I remember the most. Yes. Phenomenal, beautiful looking film. Another one that I really want to watch before uh, Oscar Sunday. Anthony, how about yourself? I also chose Nomadland. Um, out of the list, it's the most memorable just because it, 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 it was shot in a way that it felt super real and they used natural lighting to do it. Definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, it just it had a lot of beautiful scenery shots and and establishing shots, a lot of wide, a lot of canvas based, like mountainesque suns, you know, you know, uh, sunsets, and it just it just stood out in my mind compared to all the other films that were on there. So I'm gonna give it to Nomadland. Awesome. Yep. So it looks like. Uh... Sorry, Shay. Did you you chose Nomadland as well, right? So we're three for three on Nomadland. We are three for three. Yep. Awesome. Uh, let's head over to best animated feature. Uh, not one that we would typically see. I think a lot more big blockbusters in this category, uh, like blockbuster animated films. But it's cool seeing a lot of variety here, and especially to see an Apple TV Plus original film on this list as well. Uh, Shay, kick us off with the nominees. Yeah, for sure. So we have Onward, Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Anthony, start us off with your pick. I really love Soul, and I think it was probably one of the best films I've watched in 2020. It was like the last film I watched in 2022. Um, but Soul is a fantastic story. It has a beautiful story that goes with it. The music, the the characters, the everything that made this movie what it is, it was just perfectly orchestrated. And I think Pete Docter and Kent Powers 
will win for best uh, animated feature. And shout out to Ken Powers, who was just announced to be one of the directors on the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What a, an amazing year it's been for him, obviously uh, co-writing, uh, or sorry, writing One Night in Miami, co-directing Soul, and now jumping over to the Spider-Verse. That's amazing. Uh, Soul is my choice as well. Shabazz, how about you? Same here. I gave it to Soul. I have been hearing a lot of talk about Wolfwalkers as well. So let's see where it goes. But I'm pretty confident Soul is going to come out on top. Awesome. We're locked in with Soul. Best Supporting Actress. Now, this is a category that I think it could go either direction. Uh, the nominees are Maria Bakalova for Borat subsequent movie film. Glenn Close, Hillbilly LG, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Amanda Seyfried, Cypher, uh, Mank, and Yo Young Yoon for Minari. Um, Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off for this one. I chose uh, Yo Young Yoon for Minari because her character was fantastic in it. I really love um, the grandmother um, who comes from uh, Korea to live with the family, and she's so funny, but then has this sadness sudden like tragic stroke that kind of leaves her um i don't want to say it just breaks her down and it it sure changes her character in such a way that you didn't expect and she did a fantastic job with uh playing the grandma shabazz how about yourself Uh, i gave it to glenn close um again i haven't seen hillbilly elegy but I, I keep hearing about her performance and I keep hearing that it's her time. Who would I want it to go to? It's really a toss up between Maria Bakalova and Yu Jung Yoon for Minari because, man, both those performances are the ones that I remember the most. Uh, I'm happy to see Olivia Coleman nominated. I absolutely love her, but I just feel like she wasn't in The Father that much. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I'm going to say Glenn Close here great choices you know that's i'm torn right now you know i'm torn between uh maria bakalova and yo young yoon uh man because both were just such great performances uh you know what i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go for it and i'm gonna give it to maria bakalova i'd love to see her win i think it would be such an amazing moment to see a character from a borat film make it but i think she deserves it we'll see what happens we'll see how it pays off cotton uh, best actress: Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrea Day, The United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, No Man Land, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. This is a stacked category, absolutely stacked. Shay, start us off. Man, I am. What do you guys think, though? Like, where, where's where's your headspace right now, Shay? Okay, look, if, if, if you want to talk about what was my favorite performance, uh, it was Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. I, I, that movie, she was just, she emotionally tore me down during that film. I think her performance, and I absolutely love Vanessa Kirby as well. Um, so I really want to see her get it, but I feel like no one is talking about Pieces of a Woman, and not many people are talking about Promising Young Woman also. Um, I know Andrea Day has been, has been getting her due and winning a lot, so... Maybe her? Oh, my God. I am. Think, I am. <laughs> think about it. Um, when, Anthony, what are your thoughts on this category? Yeah. Anyone missing from this category? Um, not that I can think of. I think, it, I think 
you know, they got everyone that really did a fantastic job this year in film. Um, I, I wanted to go to Carrie Mulligan because I think her performance in Promising Young Woman was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. But just the trend and what previous awards have set in motion, it seems like Andrea Day uh, will win for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, and, you know, critics love her performance. But then there's Frances McDormand who, who can sneak in there. I chose Andrea Day, but it could go to anyone at this point. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys. You know, I think um, I would love, you know, Vanessa Kirby's performance broke me uh, watching it for Pieces of a Woman. Um, I think there's a lot of buzz about Viola Davis, and I think Frances McDormand would be awesome too to see great, get it. She's great at Nomadland, but man, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Carrie Mulligan. You know, I think she was so damn good in Promising Young Woman. And I'm hoping that this is like a surprise, uh, a surprise uh, W for her. Shay, where are you? Uh, where are you? Uh, where are you landing on this one? Pretty much same as Anthony. I gave it to Andrew Day uh, just based on the fact that, you know, she, she walked out of the Golden Globes with an award and yep. history can repeat itself. But also sometimes that usually just means that's it, that it's it's the Globes and that's all you're going to get for your career here. But um, you know what? Let's let's see what she does this time around. Perfect. Are we all locked in for this category then? Locked in. Locked in. So you guys, Andrea Day, I chose Carrie Mulligan. We'll see how it goes on Sunday. Best Supporting Actor. Shay, do you mind reading out this category for us? For sure. So we have Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Ritchie for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Another absolutely great category. I love seeing Paul Ritchie there for Sound of Metal. He was so damn good in that movie. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. too, I think, was uh, one of the strongest performers. Him and Ben Kingsley, um, not Ben Kingsley, uh, uh, Ben's King of Deer. Yes. 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 Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, who played Malcolm uh, who just, X. Uh, who played Malcolm X in the film. Uh, both phenomenal, phenomenal performances. Uh, Anthony, where are you at with this category? I chose uh, Daniel Kaluuya for, for his performance for fred hampton i think it's just one of those performances that just stands out it stands out more than like keith just because his character was so inspirational to the people in the film and and just he did such a really good job of of just acting you know it's just he did a really really good job and his performance stands out like that's the one i remember the most Second would probably be Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of Chicago 7. Um, he did an amazing job. It just, again, it just shows to you how like, comedic actors can do really dramatic roles. And they're so good at um, flipping the switch. But uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya for me. All right. Shay, how about yourself? Uh, I give the Daniel Kaluuya as well. I really wanted it to go to Lakeith or Sasha, Paul, Leslie. These these guys all brought these amazing performances, um, and it was so tough to pick. I, you know, I I don't know if Daniel Kaluuya's role is really the supporting one or if Lakeith is a supporting one, but uh, Daniel Kaluuya was phenomenal as Fred Hampton, and you have to remember that not only is he putting on such a thick accent for 
for uh, Fred Hampton, but man, he just, I believed he was Fred Hampton in that role. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm choosing Daniel as well. All bets on Daniel. It's always a good bet. Yeah, always um, bet on Daniel. Always bet on Daniel. That's, that's the motto of the movie podcast. Uh, best actor. We have Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman, Mank. And Stephen Yun, Minari. Um, it's interesting that, you know, Stephen Yun is here too. I, like, as much as he's phenomenal, I think he should definitely be nominated. But his son in the film, David, who's I think more of the lead in the movie, but uh, it's I love that Stephen Young is here and nominated. He's just phenomenal. Um, I'll start us off in this category. <sighs> right now, for me, as much as I'd love to see Riz Ahmed take it for Sound of Metal, my head right now is saying Chadwick Boseman. My or my I should say like my head says Anthony Hopkins because I think he gave the best performance last year, but I think Chadwick. Um, is the favorite to win this category and I think he's just so damn good and um I could just see him I could just see him taking it and I think that would be such a a monumental moment for his family and uh everybody who loves him I I still it's it's so weird like speaking of him in the past tense like that but um yeah he's just phenomenal I'm gonna, I'm I'm going in with Chadwick on this uh, on this category Shay, how about yourself? Uh, you're right there with you, Daniel. I I toss it around a lot between Riz, Chad, and uh, Anthony, and I, I gave it to Anthony Hopkins at the very end uh, for the father because, um, man, that performance was phenomenal. But I amazing. I you know selfishly though, I, I I do hope Chadwick wins it though. I don't care if I get this one wrong. Um, I hope he's the one that wins the award. But uh, I put down Anthony Hopkins for the father. Got you. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? I also picked Anthony Hopkins for the father. I, th- I thought his performance was the best set of the year, and that's what kind of this category is about: is best actor. And you yes. know, I watched Chadwick in Ma Rainey, and I thought he did a fantastic job. And it's sad that it was his last performance. But if I were to choose the best performance of the year, um, it would go to Anthony Hopkins. You know, it, it's interesting because I decision. think we're in a I think we're in a place right now where so many of the voters are probably do, giving their votes for Anthony, thinking that Chadwick is going to win. But maybe there could be a lot of people who voted for Anthony, too. And, you know, as much as I'd love to see Chadwick take it, too, I think Anthony Hopkins did have the best performance last year. And, you know, The Father is a film that I, I continuously think about and, and hasn't left my mind since watching it. Best original screenplay. Anthony, do you mind reading off the nominees for us? Yeah, we have Judas and the Black Messiah. Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Shay, you want to start us off and who your, who your pick is? <sighs> I think Best Picture is going to, to Nomadland. Um, wait, there's, we're talking wait, about sorry, what, original screenplay. What, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I'm like, hold on a second. I miss. I misheard. Then I apologize. Uh, best screen original screenplay. Sorry, I would give it to Judas and the Black Messiah. Ah, uh, Judas. Yes, the classic uh, tale. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? I chose the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, you chose the Aaron Sorkin pick, eh? It was so well written, and it's it was like the story. If it was done by anyone else, I think it would have came off really boring. But 
Aaron Sorkin did such a fantastic job of creating excitement and and making this movement like a living thing that I could live through, even though I wasn't born in that time. And just the cuts and, and the way he writes is so well done. It's like he's an editor with text, you know? It's so weird. Yes. He's just electric when he writes. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I actually chose Promising Young Woman. I think this is going to be a film that, um, when you look at the list of nominees, I think it's the most unique of the bunch in the sense of just like this, the concept of this film is very different. Um, so I think it may get celebrated here out of maybe it, it won't get any recognition in any other categories, but I think original screenplay would be pretty dope and it'd be awesome to see Emerald uh, Fennel take this home. Um, so I'm going to lock in for Promising Young Woman. Are we all locked in for this category? We are. Yes, We're all sir. good to go? All right. Best Adapted Screenplay. We are looking at Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Uh, Anthony, start us off. I chose The Father for Best Adapted Screenplay. Great choice. Anthony, uh, sorry, Shay, how about you? Yeah, same here. I chose The Father as well. Uh, I believe it's based on a play and, you know, you can really tell that while watching the film and man, that's it's such a good movie. Uh, for myself, I actually chose One Night in Miami, which is also based on the play by Kemp Powers. Um, you know, I think One Night in Miami didn't get as much love as we thought it was going to get throughout all the Oscars, but um, I think I could we could see it. Um, I, could, I Or at least I could see it uh, taking its... Uh, victory here final two categories we're looking at best director next uh another round thomas vinterberg mank david fincher minari lee isaac chung nomadland chloe zhao and promising young woman emerald fennel um history we've never had two uh women nominated in this category before i think total now this brings us to only seven uh, women who have been nominated total in the history of the Oscars for this category. So um, to have a year with two uh, females, that is amazing. Uh, Anthony, uh, Anthony, yeah, start us off with who is your pick for best director? I'm going to go with Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And not only because she's been winning every single award, it's her. She's she took control like she was the director of this movie she was the writer of this movie she was the producer of this movie she's the editor of this editor movie. yeah like she is what we are we we do all these things as well when we're you know not making episodes of the movie podcast we're we we're, ma- we're jack of all trades master of none and i think she she did a really even though it's not my favorite movie and i i can't say that i would see this as no, best picture, best director. I think she deserves it. I think she, the amount of work she put into it, this is kind of like her passion piece. For um, sure. I think she deserves best director this year. Uh, I'm right there with you, Anthony. You know, I think other than Chloe Zhao kind of sweeping all the other categories, I think um, what she did with this film, even though I don't think it was my favorite from last year by any means, um, it really is a beautifully made film, a beautifully crafted film. And um, through and through, I think, she made something that a lot of people loved, and I think that she will get recognized for it. So I'm going to lock in with Chloe Zhao. Um, Shay, how about yourself? Same as you guys, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Um, and same points you guys bring up. Not my favorite film of the year at all, but um, you know, I, I cannot 
disagree with how Chloe Zhao did this film and and the amount of work that she put into this movie, and you can really see that while watching it. Finally, we have made it to the very end. It is now time to choose the best picture winner. Of course, before we get to that, I do want to give a quick reminder. This week, we did celebrate our 100th episode of the Movie Podcast. So if you like what we're doing, if you're fans of the three of us, or at least at least two of us, if you're a fan of at least two of us, make sure you drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We love to read them on the show. It means a lot to us. We love to know what you think, what we could do better. Um, and of course, make sure you're following us on Instagram and on Twitter at The Movie Podcast because it really helps us out. Uh, we make such great, I think, videos and uh, content for social media that goes that pairs with our show. So make sure you're checking all that out because there's so many, um, there's so much fun stuff there. We spend a lot of time on it, and uh, I, it's it's worth it. So definitely do it. Uh, but continuing on with best picture winner, the nominees are the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank. Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Now, before we get to our picks, who is missing from this list? We have eight nominees. Who are the two nominees that should have been here? I'll go first. I think Soul should have been nominated for um, Best Picture, as well as Tenet. Bold choices. I like it. I agree. Shabbat, how about yourself? Uh, I'm going through my list right now of what movies I feel like kind of missed out. And where's Bad Boys for Life? Where's, you know? <laughs> where's Bad Boys where's for Bad Life? Boys for Life. You know, I'd love to see. Um, oh my God, where is it? I would love to see One Night in Miami because I think yep. that one that one deserved it. And you know what? I, I want to throw it out there, even though I know we got absolutely no love. Uh, actually, not for Best Picture, but it probably would have been visual effects, and it would have been the the Invisible Man. Oh, great choice as well, too. Definitely a great choice. Yeah, but uh, one night in Miami is the luck of it. Yeah, perfect. All right, now let's get to our choices for Best Picture. You get this right, you win it all, baby. Oh no, you actually you get this right, you'll get it. You'll get the point. You'll get the point. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off with your choice for Best Picture. For best picture, this is a hard. Who do you want? Hard and who decision. do you think is going to win? <laughs> and who then I, you have to choose. Who do I want? Um, I want the father. Yep. To win, but I know it's going to go to No Man Land. All right. So, so no are you Land. voting your heart or your mind? I'm voting with my mind. If this is a betting game, I'm not going <laughs> to vote. You know, I'm not going to use my heart. I'm going to use gotcha strategy, and I know it's going to be No Man Land. Okay. Shabazz, how about yourself, my friend? I wanted to go to The Father or Santa Metal because those are the two films that I loved so much. Uh, but again, I will be going with my mind, and my mind says Nomadland. I'm there with you guys, you know? I think this is, this is a great bunch of films, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't think there was any film on this list that I was like, like, man, I can't, I can't get through this. Um, the only one that on this list that I, I wasn't absolutely head over heels in love with was probably Nomadland, which I think is going to win, uh, which is funny. Again, not a bad movie, not a poorly made movie. It's it's phenomenally made, for a, a beautifully crafted. 
Um, it just didn't resonate as much with me, but I do think that it is going to be the film that takes it all home this year. Um, so we're all locking in the three of us for Nomadland. It's a lock. Is that correct? Lock it in. We're locked in? Locked in. Now I'm going to give you guys one chance here to change one category. Only one category. So I'm going to get you to look at your lists. If there's one category you want to go through and change, you could go and do it now or forever be at peace. I'm going to give you some time to think there. While you're thinking, again, I just want to say thank you so much for helping the movie podcast reach its 100th episode. Uh, we love what we're doing. We have so much amazing content planned for you with our episodes every Monday. We have our reviews coming out weekly. Um, this week, we've had our review for the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, we're having obviously our Oscars predictions episode, which you're listening to right now. And we also have our review for Mortal Kombat, which may be up by the time that you're listening to this or may be coming out later today or the next day. So again, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at the movie podcast. You could find out exactly when all of our reviews and content is launching. And then finally on Friday, we have our, the Falcon and the winter soldier episode six season finale episode reaction and review. Make sure you're checking that as well. Now I see that you guys are giving me the peace signs that you are all good to go. Do you guys have any changes before we, um, we lock in our answers forever. No. Shay, you're all locked in, eh? I'm locked in. Throw me you're out. Disney in? Vault. Okay. <laughs> Anthony, help yourself. Any changes? I just changed the best original song from Ulcevic to Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Because ah, you, you I, just I, love that song, don't you? <laughs> For myself, you know, I was actually debating changing best makeup and hairstyling to Hillbilly LG. Just because I'm like makeup, you know, Glenn Close did have a lot of like makeup and like crazy hair in that as well, too. And then keep Emma as my costume design. <sighs> I feel like I'm. <sighs> or even Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Damn, it's hard, <laughs> man. It's hard. What did you guys vote in that category? I think Shay chose uh, Mank. Which one was this? Which category again? Best makeup and hairstyling. I chose Mank. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I Mank chose, I chose Emma. <sighs> Period piece. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in. I'm gonna stay locked in with Emma. I'm gonna go with my gut the first time. Uh but if Ma Rainey's Black Bottom wins, then you hear to her first. Uh that was our predictions for the 2021 Oscars episode. Do you guys do you guys anticipate any crazy events this year? I mean, it's been a while, it's been what four or five years now since we've had a La La Land moments uh, with this show being so, um, I guess, uh, stripped down from previous years. Do you guys anticipate anything? What are you looking forward to most to Oscars night? It's our Super Bowl. Uh, I, I don't expect anything too crazy. Um, I'm I'm hoping they have fun. I'm hoping they acknowledge, um, you know, the situation that we're kind of in, the fact that theaters weren't really open and have fun with it. You know, have have us forget about the, the moment that we're in and in, in, in all the, the sadness that's kind of going on and just have fun with it. Because I remember what was the last award show that we had was it the the Golden Globes. And they were just yes. not good at all. So, I mean, you don't have much of a bar to climb over, but I really hope they do an amazing job. Definitely. I think, you know, less is more. Uh, you have the opportunity to really give a streamlined performance this year. 
give us a show that is, you know, tight, concise, don't go super long, four hour shows. I don't think we need that, but uh, I just hope it's fun. I hope it's lighthearted. I hope it's well produced. Uh, Anthony, how about yourself? Same. I, I just hope it's fun because um, it wasn't a fun year and it's hard to make a fun no. award <laughs> ceremony to after everything or we're still going through um, the pandemic and especially in the States with all the things that have happened there in the past seven months. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a well-produced show that's lighthearted and has, you know, the, the funny jokes and I want it to be short. Because I find the Oscars are really <laughs> too long. Yes, definitely. We shall see. We do not have too long to wait now. The Oscars, the... What, what number of Oscars? Is the 93rd Oscars? I think so. 93. 93 to infinity. It is. The, the 93rd Academy Awards will be happening this Sunday, April 25th. Of course, you already know the movie podcast will have our, uh, our, our reactions the entire event sometime on Monday or early on Tuesday. You could catch a recap of everything that happened on the most uh, glamorous night in Hollywood. Uh, we also have our reviews up on the movie podcast feed and you already know to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at the movie podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. This is more of a, uh, a bonus episode this week where we uh, could really dive into our predictions and get to talk to them. Uh, make sure you check out our 100th episode that just aired this week. And follow us again on our social media so you could see how you could win that $100 iTunes card. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. <laughs>